0: Welcome to the Extra AF Podcast. Today, we've got Britton Briley on, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, because I'm out of breath from running upstairs <laughs> to get an SD card. <laughs> That's the truth. So, um, Britton Briley is owner of Ghost Marketing, right? Yes, sir. And But other than that, he's um, a father, stepdad, uh, husband, um, entrepreneur. I hate that word, but um, you've got an interesting story, man, and... I think there's a lot of people that's going to benefit from today's podcast. I so, appreciate it. yeah, dude, look,
1: tell us about Britton Briley. Yeah, so I guess I am. Um, how, how would I say I'm the? Uh, I'm just I'm just an average Joe. I hate to say that. I know a lot of people hate saying that term yeah. enough times. Average Joe, but it's like you know, I was raised in a good family. My dad was a pastor. in Greenville, South Carolina. No, I was actually raised in Arkansas. Okay. So yeah, born and raised in the. I can't really, I can't cuss that yeah, <laughs> like it just like in the random deepest part of Arkansas called Pine Bluff. Our, our outer little rock. just, Just, just a little small town. It was very segregated, sadly, still in Arkansas back then. Um, and then finally, you know, we did move to South Carolina when I was, what, nine or ten? So, I mean, I grew up in Arkansas in just, like, woods, with guns, with deers. It's just, like, no. A lot of money. Your parents were rich? No. Well, absolutely not. Like, we we're, <laughs> were, like, one of the ones, like, you think about Blue Ridge. You think about, like, up there, like, a weird house. <laughs> it's yeah. Just those type of things. That's just what Arkansas is. It's just, it's just flat trees and paper mills. And that's where, obviously, freaking Walmart came from. But, um, but no, I came from, like, a, a little suburban little, you know, family. Um, grew up. I mean, I hate to say it. My dad was a pastor, so we didn't make a lot of money. So we always, you know, learned how you know every night, you know, you sit there, and, you know, you eat with the mom, your mom or dad, like at at dinner. Like that's five you still or six. Or, no, town? no, no. I have I have an older sister, yeah, younger brother, and I have an adopted sister named Jada. Okay. So so that's it's it's just we grew up in like a little white collar family. I hate to say it, we weren't rich, but we just enjoyed life to the fullest. Um, but what really I guess set me apart from my family is I saw how much my mom and dad made, yeah, and I hated it. Like, this is no way to live. And it was one of those things that's like, this is just a shitty way, ultimately, to provide for your family. To like not have, like, a, I can't, we couldn't always, get, always go out and like, you know, watch a movie or go out to eat or do this or do that because they're always watching the budget. And so for me, it really taught me, you know, branch out, get different, be different. different. You said you hated it. You, you hate, what did you hate? Did you hate eating macaroni and cheese every night? Or? No, no, I just, I just. Ultimately, I just I saw what everybody else had. I'm not, not as jealousy sort of. I well, hate I'm, to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want this for my family. Not that I don't love my family. I love my mom. Yeah. I love my dad. I love my brothers, sisters. But I'm thinking, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't wanna worry about what I'm driving, what I'm eating, what I'm doing. I wanna go out sometimes if I wanna blow money on something, I'll go blow money something on something. Mm-hmm. If I wanna go, go buy my wife something, I'll go buy my wife something. Yeah, I don't right. be like, Oh my gosh, we've gotta wait till Christmas and it's one one day of the year that I can buy you some expensive than then be in debt for the rest of the year to pay off till next Christmas. No, that's You wanted it. more freedom. Exactly. But uh. that's that's sort of how I grew up, it was just like this,
0: like that. Wow, it's funny you're talking about uh, you didn't want that for your family. Yeah. In my last podcast, I was talking about, you know, there's five of us kids, and my dad was raising us, and we shot that goodwill. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, no. But what's funny true. is I take Victoria, my daughter, to Goodwill and you know we see her friends from the Christmas. Christian school and like, like they yeah, yeah. love Goodwill. Like, it, it's it, a thing.
1: It, it, train, train, student. Like, like, we used to go for like, we, remember American Eagle? Yeah. yeah. We used oh, yeah. to wear like, the polos. I still wear Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cologne? I would go, like look like I came out of a cologne bottle. But now people just want to dress like, you know, they want to go to Goodwill, they want to go, you know, to TJ Maxx, they want to go to, to Roth, they want to buy like this. Like that's a cool thing t- to do. Exactly. Just want to look hip without so having to buy
0: expensive stuff. Weird. So weird. Speaking of American Eagle, well, I never got this trend back in school, the kids with the double polos. Oh, I you never. Did, no. Bro, you never did that? Bro. I was that I'll Remember, I was like, did, I did a I got one polo, and that's my polo that I got to wear like all the I see it on mannequins.
1: I'm like, who the hell wears two polos? That's when you have too much money that you want to wear a double shirt. I guess you sweat on the shirt underneath, so you don't see the sweat. I don't Maybe know, that's what, what is. it is.
0: Gosh. All right. So, um, little family in Arkansas. Y'all moved here. Yep. Uh, parents married, still mm-hmm. together. Yep. A pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got siblings. Y'all shared a lot of things, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden. Uh, how old are you now? 25, 26? You're 26
1: years old, um, and you own a company. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it took a long road to get there. It's not yeah. just all of a sudden, you know, I, I you know, got, got out of school, and boom, I could just do a bunch of money and, and do a company. So you didn't get a bunch of money to start a company? No, no. I, I scratch claw to put as much as I could away to then start a company. I invest my life savings in my company. If my company failed, I'll be flipping burgers at McDonald's just to try to make ends meet. I'll give you an
0: application. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i would take it. Uh, you know how I know you. Let me tell the audience yeah. how I know Britton. Britton uh, worked at GNC. Mm-hmm. He uh, The smoothies, the protein, that's how I met Britton. And he was trying to get into marketing at the time with GNC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's how I met you probably yeah, yeah. five, six years ago. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I started at GNC, I was just literally just a... Just a part-time sales guy. That's all I was. What else did you? What other jobs did you do? What on top of that? Or oh, talking about all, all the in, in GNC? Oh, working, I mean, I worked that. at the ladder. That's the no. Forget thing, about I mean. GNC. What else? What else? Did you oh, have? so yeah,
0: no, First so, job. What was your first job ever? Brewster's <laughs> ice cream. For, what? <laughs> yeah, that's good. On
1: the over here? No, no. Okay. Wade the Boulevard. Wayne Hanson. Yeah, right there by the Thunder Rockers. Before it got shut down and bought up by okay. someone else. But no, I was scooping ice cream. Yes. At, at what was it? Fifteen. I oh, was at fifteen years old. I was scooping ice cream. 15, 16. They let me work under the. Radar. They, they hopefully, have br- have, hopefully of Brewster's the corporate don't hear this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I was I was just scooping, making uh, what seven twenty five and some tips. Yeah. And then I went from Brewster's to ZX Fitness. That was on weight end. What's ZX Fitness? It used to be uh, Peak Fitness. Remember Peak? Yeah. There? yeah. Peak, and then I went to ZX. So they just changed names so they get out of debt. Bankruptcy okay. grab. Yeah, gotcha. Then went from ZX to Rush Fitness. The old school, where gold used to be in Cherry Dough. Mm-hmm. Rush Fitness, that, that colorful, looked like Nickelodeon threw up everywhere. The big franchise out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Went to work for that gym. Then I went to GNC. And after GNC, then I went to UFC Gym. UFC Gym, started my own company.
0: Okay. I know a lot. That's broken down over the course no, no, of... No, no, I get it. You know, it's cool. Uh, let me back up. A decade.
1: Though. At 15 years old, you had a job. Mm-hmm. What made you get a job? Oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to spend money. I wanted to make money. I wanted to go do my own things. I wanted to buy a car, ultimately. That's my thing. A car and a cell phone. I wanted to take girls on dates. Oh, I, I wasn't that good looking when I was in high school. But I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when people look at me like, no, you know what, I had that big mullet. I did not, I mean, it was that yes. long hair. Yeah, I did not look really them up on social, yeah. guys. Yeah, don't, don't go back to, you know... Well, oh, what was it twenty twelve? No, that that won't be good. Okay. Um, that, that was a motivator
0: for me. Was I wanted a? I needed car insurance. Mm-hmm. I needed a cell phone. Yeah, and I wanted to take girls on dates. Exactly. So I needed to make enough money.
1: Yeah, what well, is the biggest thing? Your parents say, yeah I'm not going to pay for a cell phone for Okay, well if you want to we'll go get a job and pay for yourself. yeah, okay, I'll go do it. Well, hey, you want a car? I have to save money for a car. That's what we had to do.
0: So did they push you to get a job, or you just wanted it? I wanted, wanted it. Damn. Right. I mean, I was
1: so sick. Like so, after school, I I don't like school. Not saying anything against school. Education is great. Hey, you need to improve your, your mental sharpness, improve the yeah. common knowledge. So you're not just street smart. You're not just okay. dumb overall. But but I went to school, and after school, I hated just sitting at home and doing nothing. I'm a busybody. I feel like I'm ADHD or ADD. I have to keep doing something, or I become stagnant. I become bored. Huh. And so when I got out of school, I was like, you know, I want to go do something. And so then also I wanted things. And so then I just started right after school, went to work. Did you play sports? Uh, I did three sports. I did football, tennis, and track. Okay, that's what in reverse order, track, tennis, football, because I started gaining weight and getting bigger. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be that way. You can't be 130 pounds and playing football yeah. and get hit and then broken in two. And yeah, so, then go run. Yeah, yeah. So. All
0: right, so you played sports, you went and got a job, um, and you, you didn't go to college. Nope. Mm-mm. You didn't go to college. Right out of high
1: school, I became one of the store managers for GNC, and then I became regional for the stores, and yeah. then I became the marketing for all stores. Did the you sports. have
0: any... Did you have any influence to go to college or not go to
1: college? I did. Yeah, I actually could have gone to Winthrop in Rock Hill. And I decided not to because right. two, two reasons. First, I really didn't. I, there's nothing to do in Rock Hill. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. If you're going to go to college, you better have some fun activities to do outside of college. Because if you're just going go to go, if you're going to go to class and that's it, you're going to be bored out of your freaking mind. Okay. Number two, I saw the price tag that I was associated with over the course of four years. Winthrop is like. I think it's like thirty-five dollars tuition. $35,000. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be a physical therapist. So I had to go through certain classes. So I knew I had four years there, but then I had to go to four more years at MUSC down in Charleston. So I knew the price tag associated with eight years of college. And I was thinking... Screw that. I'm not going to be, you know, half a, a half a million dollars in debt by the time I get out. Uh. It's not going to be even worth it in my mind. Even though it was a passion of mine because I was in the gym, but I wasn't going to go down that route.
0: All right. So you wanted to do physical therapy because you were in the gym. You were, um, I guess you just, that was the industry
1: you wanted well, to get I had in. my A certification so I could train people if I wanted to. Okay. Um, but... It's just yeah. That's, that was my ultimate goal is actually open my own gym, be a physical therapist, all this stuff. like just what Troy's doing. That
0: oh, but that's, the, the gym thing seems to be a pinnacle of a lot of uh, trainers I've realized, and 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 the bodybuilders and everybody I have run into. It's I feel like that's their pinnacle. That's when they feel like they've made it. That's when. But I don't, I don't see it. I know yeah. I'm getting off topic a little bit, but the whole gym thing, I think it's expensive. It's expensive, absolutely. And, and if you have a twenty dollars membership fee.
1: Why is there so doesn't pay? You got to fight over twenty bucks. Exactly. Well, that's why you know, half the time you think about all these these. Uh, I think going to the gym. I know we're sort of going to wrap down the rabbit hole, but the same thing. It's like you know, gym industry. They don't deal with the finances. They let up. They let a, a like say ten star or anything like that. If if I don't idea. pay, no, they let ABC financials call you. They let them hound you because they're not going to deal with it. If you don't pay your membership, your key tag is current turned off. Don't come in my gym. Really? These people are going to come after you for all the money that you owe me. Their collection, but they'll get a percentage of it. So say I owe you know one hundred forty dollars to a gym. Yeah. They'll say, "Hey, we want fifty percent of it. We'll give you fifty percent of what they owe you, but we get the rest for our fee to yeah. try to get try to get it." So gyms won't even deal with that anymore. They'll say, "We'll send you to a financial side, and they'll be the debt collectors."
0: I don't think that a lot of people look into what it really takes to own a gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could have a gym owner on this podcast. Uh, we know a few, yeah. uh, but
1: there's a lot of maintenance on the equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, the operator of UFC Gym. So I used to do all the bills, all the maintenance, all the hiring, all the payroll. Oh so didn't, you it didn't, all? Yeah, yeah. When I was at UFC Gym, I was the yeah. operator, the GM, and the chief marketing officer. I was wearing three hats. The owner is the money behind it. But he he wasn't there every day. He was there once a week. Once a week. Hmm. Yeah,
0: well anyway, there's a lot of expenses yeah, that yeah. I don't think a lot of people get into, but it seems to be the pinnacle of a lot of people's uh I don't know, their
1: goals and dreams. Yeah. It's it's one of, it's one, it's one of those like imprints they want. They they love it, they're passionate, they see the changes that happen in their body. I want to do this forever. But then, you know, the flame burns out. The flame they realize, burns yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So
0: your passion, uh, everything you loved about, you know, being a, you want to be a physical
1: therapist. You like going to the gym. Now, all of a sudden, you're in marketing. Yep. What the hell happened? So when I was with, so the first itch I got from marketing was when I was at GNC. Okay. So when I became the regional marketing director for GNC and I was over nine stores I, didn't, I wasn't in the stores as much. I was marketing to get people in the stores, trying to bring people to the stores to sell. Okay. I was at gyms. I, I mean, I, I call myself a gym whore. You know a gym slut. I was free. I went to every gym in town and gave out samples and, and protein packets, mm-hmm. and I just gave out as much just drive them in. I got that first itch of, I'm doing something different than just sitting in the store, collecting hourly wage, and selling just a product, if that makes sense. I actually showed people, hey, this is the potential that your body can have. But I was just GNC. And so when I left GNC and went to UFC Gym, is the same thing. Now it's just gym industry versus supplement industry is, hey, okay, now I can I can bring you in the gym. I can market to you on social media. I can do Google. I can do, you know, photos, photography, graphics, videos, you know, lead generation, email. I mean, there's so much that broadened my perspective when I was at UFC Gym as a chief marketing officer that showed me marketing is, is more than just, you know, hey, come to my gym. Or, hey, hey, come buy the supplements. It just, it's like creating the need, creating the want. And so getting back to it is like GNC helped me have that itch of marketing that I liked it. UFC Gym instilled in me, but then when I left UFC Gym, I was thinking, what do I want to do for marketing? But then I realized I could go work for another company and do marketing and do the same thing I've been doing, or I could do marketing for different companies and change what I'm doing every day. I don't get bored. I never get bored because every day I'm doing something for a different client. If it's a restaurant, apparel, if it's plumbing, if I mean, we have 37 clients. I am never bored, and the best thing about it is I'm not doing the same thing every day so I don't get in a rut. I'm looking at a list
0: of uh, your clients here, man. We've yep. got a couple gyms here, we've got uh, some
1: restaurants, you got Hip Burger. Tell me about yep. Hip
0: Burger. So, Hip Burger
1: if- is a uh, new concept. Daniel Nolton, he's the owner of Hip Burger. He Greenville, actually, Greenville, South Carolina. Yep. Well, he used to be one of the VPs of Zaxby's. Okay. So, he left Zaxby's. And he started his own burger joint. I don't know how far Zaxby's goes across the U.S., but... Oh, no, it's national. Is it national? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's massive. Okay. Um, Zaxby's is a big name. But, but no, for their expensive chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're yeah. expensive. And there's Zax sauce, too. I'll tell you that. There's that's Zax sauce. sauce gets you. No plug for <laughs> Zach, <so laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, burger. Yeah. Zaxby's, though. Come on, Hitburger. Zaxby's going to hire me. I'm here. Hit uh, burger. <laughs> yeah. But no, but no, Daniel, when he left Zaxby's, he's like, you know, I want to focus on four main things. Burgers, yeah. chicken sandwich, nuggets, fries—just four things—and yeah. he perfected them. When I first met him, I went to his warehouse. Okay. And he had eight boxes of tomatoes, eight uh, boxes of different lettuce from all these different manufacturers, different food producers. And you put them together in a bun, take a bite of it, and had a big old, big old whiteboard like you have right here, and you'd mark down. Love whiteboards. You have to do analytics on, them, on how how this meshed like with lettuce with and this. tomato. No lettuce, tomato, cheese. Um, hamburger bun um, Hamburger bun And the hamburger Has a grading scale Of some sort mm-hmm. what he, what, How do you like The taste of it Really Yeah that's the biggest thing and So that's where he He found all the best produce you could yeah. find And brought them to One burger And now it's the Perfect smash burger Think of Shake Shack Think of Think of um, In-N-Out they perfected their thing? Yeah. He's
0: the same way. He's I, think, perfected. I think I've done that before, but it was like 2 a.m., hammered on a Saturday,
1: <laughs> put <laughs> all this shit on he, pizza. He is so <laughs> analytical. I love it. But he's analytical about his brand, about his colors, about his process, about his food. That's the biggest thing with him. And so Hitburger is, is starting a food truck. Last November. He's got a food truck. He's got a place. And now he's about to have a brick and mortar now because his food truck's been so successful that he wants to open up a building. And then now the food truck will still be active to beta test other markets for his second location. Well, look, I should probably have him on, but
0: I don't know. You can answer this, I'm sure. Look, there's so many cheeseburgers, hamburger joints
1: out here. Why in the hell would that one? Well, I think about this. First, he has his own thing called hip sauce, sort of like Zach sauce. You can only find Zach sauce at Zaxby's. You can only find hip sauce at Hip Burger. Yeah. But also, it's the quality of meat. It's how they prepare it. And the biggest thing I think about is just a blend of ingredients. That's the thing. It's like, I can go to Five Guys today and yeah. go get a burger. Yep. It's, just, it's just cheese, patty, bun. That's Grease. It. You forgot the grease. Yeah, the grease. Yeah, yeah like, the grease. Oh, You see that bag with all the you grease stains inside of it? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's like a beached whale. But I mean, you take it like, oh, man, that's a satisfaction food. What he does with his, his ingredients, he just blends together so when you take a bite. I don't like tomatoes. I hate tomatoes. Okay. That's one fun fact that my wife knows about. Everybody knows, I will not eat a tomato. Yeah. I can't taste the tomato on the burger that I eat with him. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I, I taste the meat. I taste the cheese. I taste the grilled onions. I taste the... the, the, the it, he has this called Martin's potato bun. It's actually a... Um, um, it's, it's not from... It's from some type... i have to find out exactly what it is. But it's a specific type of bun that's like soft... It's a little, it's a little sweet. Yeah, not even taste the freaking tomato that's in there. I just eat it all and down. Yeah, I'm all. so hungry right now. So, but but just I'm something? just saying, he, he just analytical about his burger, so I'll have to take you by and let him you try right, some. Well, bacon. we're not going to talk about yeah, no, get, how no, many no.
0: clients you have. Thirty-seven. 30, thirty-seven yeah, clients. Mm-hmm. All right, thirty-seven clients. Marketing. Explain to me. Um, well, you told me why you got into it, and now we've got thirty-seven clients. You're twenty-six years old. Uh, I want to back up and how in hell did you get started from job i'm saying this because there's a lot of people that say hey i want to be an entrepreneur i want to be a business owner yeah. how do i go from point a to point b without having a lot of money everybody True. wants a everybody wants an investor or a partner yeah i hate hearing that don't absolutely. come to that yeah yeah absolutely so uh, you started with no partners i want to be clear here guys yeah no daddy's money no partners no damn uh uh, investors, No, no settlement, yeah. no life insurance. He didn't just
1: come into a pile of money and say, I'm going to start a business. Exactly. Yeah, no. I didn't make money for my first six months. That was the biggest thing. Like, I was afraid that if I didn't make money my seventh month, I have to close it down. That was my passion. I invested every single dollar. So I I, I realized I saved money. I saved money into my savings account. That's the biggest thing. I put money away to yeah. save for rainy days, as they call okay. it. If something okay. happens, I lose my job. Did or not. Yeah, yeah. So, but when I left U.S. Gym, I was like, okay, hey, you know, I vetted all these different things. Did I want to go into, you know... When it comes to marketing, I'll get to the money aspect. It's like, you know, I thought about, do I want to do TV? Do I want to do radio? Do I want to do this? Do I want to go work for the man again or work for another company? But starting my own company, it took time, resources, education into what I was doing, knowing the market trend, and figuring out who my competitors were. That's the biggest thing. I gave away so much free crap in the first six months of being open uh-huh. because I want to get my name out there between shirts, did between it work? videos. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. I did. My name started slowly growing. It, yeah. was, it was Vikings back then, but and sure. now it's Ghosts. But it's slowly growing to the point where then people associate me with Viking or with Ghost, and then I started getting all this portfolio between photos and videos, and that could go to bigger companies. and say, listen, look what we've done. Look at this, you know, these beta tests. Look at these you know, split tests that yeah. we've done for these clients. We did them for free so we can put them on our books, put them on our portfolio, yeah. and then now we have locked in contracts for three, six, or 12 months, and now we have guaranteed money. Yeah. So let me, let me tell you guys this.
0: Sometimes when you start a business, I would say most of the time. You got to give away some things uh, Absolutely. to really show um, that you can give an ROI, and um, that's what he did there for six months. Hell, I still do it when I want to grow into a different territory. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to make certain concessions to grow our business. Yeah. So if you have, you're going to have to give some things away and show your worth, you have to
1: prove yourself. Because yeah, no one knows who, who we are. If, if if that is, it's building trust in the client, building trust mm-hmm. in a new market that say, okay, this person's the leading person in this industry. Um, that that can take me to the next level but you have to show them what you can do and prove it before you can sit there and say hey just trust me with all your money because people one thing people will not do is just throw money at you for no reason that's right, and in marketing,
0: I think that's the hardest way to be able to show an ROI. Yep. Um, you Can't see it. You definitely can't see it. So, to a lot of business owners, that's a necessary evil. They don't know how to measure it. When I look at how much we spend in marketing, I want to. Any business owner wants to see that if I'm going to put a hundred dollars in, I want to see that we're getting two hundred dollars out. Mm-hmm. But with marketing, you can't always see
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's it's like planting a seed to reap the harvest later on. At times, yeah. sometimes it's not. Some things are you know guaranteed traffic that we can get in. Mm-hmm. But I think about marketing first. It's it's the one thing you want to be last to spend. It's the first thing you want to cut. It's the first thing to go. Absolutely. Think about this whole, this whole yeah. you know, the market right now. Yep. COVID decided to cut. Think about all these, these restaurants that are closing. Mm-hmm. Think about all these businesses that are closing. The first thing I guarantee they did was say, we're not doing any marketing. We're cutting that off because that is an expense we do not need. We you need know to worry on yep. payroll, food. Or products. You know what I did? What you I did? Proud of myself? I doubled it. <laughs> you doubled it? Yeah. I doubled our budget on marketing. All of our clients do the same thing, Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we said messaging now is the most important thing. Right. People are sitting at home; they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, what we need to first find a reason for them to buy, or find a reason for them to visit your restaurant, or mm-hmm. do takeout, or do this, or do that, or buy this product. To make their home life easier, to get them out of that and bring the, the sense of normality back, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So that's what we went to all of our clients. And messaging right now is the biggest thing you do. Don't worry about advertising. Come in and sit down in the restaurant because that wasn't happening. It's like order takeout. Get away from your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, hey, you're plumbing. You're using your restroom six times more than you used to because now you're at home eating, pooping. With one of our plumbing clients. Make sure your pipes are clean. Yeah. Let's make sure everything's flowing well. If you have a backup, that's going to suck if you're sitting at home all day and smelling your own crap. So, like, these, these type of messaging aspects are key in marketing. It doesn't have to be about bringing people in. It's about service calls, about this, about just showcasing the client in a different light. That's all about around community. People are all about supporting local. So, we can bring that local and that normality back yeah. to help our clients. So Wow. So, all right. I'm going to recap a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, you learned what you uh, do now. Yeah.
1: By self-education, books, podcasts, research, seminars, yeah. freaking, I have, I have spent more money in self-education than I probably have on my computer and all my gear because it always constantly changes. It always constantly, I think about, you know, if there's like, you know, a new trend that comes out for, yeah. for Facebook. You reaching people in different ways exactly. all the time. It's figuring out, you know, what's going on in the market and how to change that and how okay. to develop that. And so if something new comes out, that's like, even if it's a seminar talking about, you know, mm-hmm. Adobe Illustrator. Something new that comes out there for the editing yeah, aspect. I'm going to learn that. Absolutely. If there's yeah. a new thing about you know, algorithms, definitely jump on that. I mean, all this stuff, it's all about continuing education. I'm not, I don't know everything, which is the best thing. I'm a human, but I want to learn. If I can't, if someone comes and says, hey, can you do this for me? And I say, I-, I don't know how to do that, but give me seven to ten days, I'm going to learn it. Yeah, we're going to figure that absolutely. out.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Well, that's the difference between... Uh, our college goers out here that are going to school, not sure what they want to do yet. Exactly. And then what you did was you went into the work field and you got out there and then you kind of figured it out.
1: Trial by fire. I mean, Try yeah, by fire. But there's you, a lot of
0: downs. You jumped in and then you went um, directly educating for marketing. Exactly. You were self-educating yourself in the ways that you knew it was going to yeah. grow. You talked to people that were doing it. I'm sure. Yeah. Just trying to learn. Um, our college guys that are out there and, and gals um, they're not really sure what they want to do yeah
1: it's i mean the the market's hard on what a lot of people are thinking about job security right now think about I'm at college right now. Mm-hmm. What job now is gonna be here 10, 20, 30 years from now? That's right, the biggest thing. Right, right. Like when you think about marketing, when you say marketing, marketing's such a broad special. I mean think about you know, traditional some advertising, like radio, case. TV, you know, think about direct mail, think about geo-targeting, you think about SEO, you think about you know digital marketing, these, these all these different like avenues. You have to figure sometimes I'm a niche, I'm a digital marketer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't deal with direct mail, I don't deal with TV, billboards, radio, I don't deal with any of that. We have a media buying license, so I can go to these people and say, "Hey, I want to negotiate a deal for my client." But I don't deal with it. If someone else, some say, I want, to, "I want to get into marketing. I want to just sell TV ads." There's a lot of money in TV. There's a lot of money in radio. It costs a lot of money mm-hmm. to hit the masses. Mm-hmm. But people have to figure out, especially the college guys right now or college gals, is figuring out what you want to do, how you want to do it, and how you're going to make your impact. If you're working for someone, but the only thing I say, if you're working for someone, and only in a bad way, is you're helping someone else fulfill their dream. You're helping someone else be successful. What are you going to do? At the end of the day, people could cut. Can your job be replaced super easily in the next week? That's what I think about. Is If, if when I work for UFC Jump, love them to death, hope they succeed, all that good stuff. I got asked to step down. They filled my position a week later. They're not doing as well. I'm not being out of that way. The same thing is they filled my position. That means I was expendable. How can I find a job where I'm not going to be expendable a week later? Hmm. that's what just me. you saying that no I'm, I'm thinking about it because I worked my ass off for USC gym and GNC and it was easy enough to say hey you're done we want to save money and then boom they found someone else for cheaper to do the same job not as well but and I think about right now with my clients locked in a contract which is good but I provide a service they need to these, these, I think about ultimately if you're in college think about what you want to do with your job but make sure it's a job that's a job security and something you love and passionate about because okay. it will burn out very really easily. Well, I really think a common misconception
0: with the, uh, the college thing is that I'm going to get done in four years and I'm going to go make $100,000. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. How many people do you know that have college degrees that,
0: that aren't making uh, half of it? You know, yeah, yeah. Half yeah.
1: Half yeah no, it's just the, the one thing that college does is show that I was dedicated for four years, I paid my dues, yes. and I was loyal. Has a lot of companies been. want loyalty. That's all they want. You will work hard, you'll keep your head down, you'll work me for four years no matter the money because you're in debt right now if you're in college.
0: They know. They got you.
1: Exactly. It's the same thing with the companies. It just says, I was dedicated for four years. So these companies say, oh, he, they were dedicated for four years. They have a little bit of knowledge. Because every, every job, you're going to have to go through training. You're going to have to learn new processes and procedures mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's like, then why did I go to college for? I want to go to college just to go straight into it. People want the top dog where you still have to work your way up the ladder, even if you get out of college after four years. and in-debt with 80 k to 120 k It's tough. It is, absolutely. Um,
0: well, I will say this. Um what I respect about Britain, uh, and don't get me wrong, anybody that owns a business uh, has anyway gotten into business, has learned sacrifice at some level. Um, where I connect with Britain um, is start with nothing, start with no education, yeah. no daddy's money, none of this stuff, there's misconceptions. And, but there was something that, that said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Absolutely. And a lot of people have that cushion of, uh, of somebody that's going to support them. Yeah. I can go back to mom and dad if I fail here. I have a room. No, I yeah, don't. That's right.
1: If I, if I don't pay my mortgage, I'm out of my house. I'm all, I'm in my car. I'm sitting in that car.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> not only that, but you, when you started your business, you had your wife and daughter mm-hmm. as well. Yep. You had other obligations. Absolutely. And then you still jumped in. Mm-hmm. You hear that, guys? He had all these obligations responsibilities and he still took that plunge, and I get chills thinking about it because I had obligations, and I still took the plunge. And, I, and sometimes I feel like my—I uh, heard somebody say this—my risk assessment
1: <laughs> is so low <laughs> yeah.
0: that I feel dumb sometimes. That I'll jump into a fire
1: and figure out how to put myself out later. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I'm gonna jump in that fire. Exactly.
1: Well, I think about this: uh, an animal is the most vicious one's back in a corner. Ah. Because it can't go anywhere. So you have to eat. You have to get out. You have to fight to get out of that position. Put yourself in that. Absolutely, every single time, dude. Willingly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think about if I don't close this deal, if I don't do this, I cannot. By, you know, I can't ha- hire three more people. Or, hey, I cannot afford this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I realize, and like we were talking about earlier, about, you know, how much, you know, you need to make just to, you know, break even yeah. and all the other just money. Yeah, exactly. Yes. How much can I just, every day, just to have zero dollars in my account, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I think, like, if we're back in the corner, like, that first, that first six months was hard. I was in the corner And after six months, my life savings runs out. If I do not make money... I have to shut this down. I'm screwed. I have nothing else to pay mortgage, to pay cell phones, to pay cars, to pay the, the grocery, to all that stuff. So I think about it, if I think about all these people, like, you know, do I jump in? Am I scared to take that leap of faith? If that makes sense, like absolutely do it because you're gonna. If you have the hustle, if you have the grind, if you have the ambition, though, that's what I'd say. As a lot of people say I want to do it, and then you know they burn out. That's ninety you know, nine point nine percent exactly, of the people. Yeah, but I feel like if you're backed in a corner, you're gonna do anything you can to get out of that corner. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I did everything. I worked. You know. 9 a.m. to freaking three o'clock in the morning, and you're back at it Sleepless again. Just do everything you can to whatever the, it takes. Whatever it takes, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing is you have to. If you're going to make that leap, you have to understand that this is yours. Do whatever it takes to get yourself to the point where yeah. you're either successful or you close it down and go work for someone else again.
0: Hmm.
1: That's just me. Gosh, man. Every day, I'm sure you get uh, people asking you, uh, "How'd you do it?" All the all the time, and and I. When people ask me that, I literally just say, I mean, like, I think just like, you know, there, there's no off days. That's the first thing I want to tell people. I said, don't think, like, there's another, there's another marketing company out there, and I love them to death and hope the best, but... He goes and plays golf every Friday. Saturday, You're so Sunday.
0: No, I mean, listen, I love him.
1: But I said, the only reason that, you know, I, I mean, like I said, but I, I have love for all these companies around me and I respect them because they're, where they're at today, they've done something right. Yes. But I think about, you know, Saturday, Sunday, no, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are not off dose. Those are my weekend I can relax? No. I'm doing stuff Saturday, doing stuff Sunday, I have meetings. I mean, it's just, it's constant if it's your company because no one's going to work as hard as you will for your company. That's the biggest thing. But if I see, like, if you see me relaxing or on the beach, or I haven't taken a vacation for five years, I'm not going to take another one for five years. They're comfortable. They're comfortable, exactly. Okay. But the guy has mommy and daddy's money. So he doesn't have to worry about doing anything. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he can go play golf whenever he wants to. He's not worried about having to pay rent. Mommy He's not worried about paying his employees. He's not worried about paying for gear. He can just swipe his mom and dad's credit card, and he gets anything he wants. So he can relax. If his company fails... You can go do something else.
0: Like There's a lot of people out there that are 25, hell, 30, 40, still living at home at their parents' house. So, yeah. All right, and they want to start a business.
1: Grow up. Get out of the house. Pay your own bills first. Yeah, dude, live on your own, sustain yourself, and then start something. They don't have to. Yeah, I know, but that just kills me. I'm just like, you don't, you don't learn. You're not grateful for what you have because it's given to you. Well, they're you comfortable. Earn it. Again, exactly. They're comfortable. Yeah.
0: So I'm guilty of getting comfortable. Absolutely. We all are. We're <sighs> humans. Dude, and I'm trying to figure, figure it out because uh, if bills are paid and I can do what I want, yep. why do I need to grow? Why do I need to – and I hate this way of thinking. And I think to myself, I can be better. And then I look at competitors. I look at uh, other things that I want. Yeah. And things that you want cost money. Absolutely. All right? And I, I catch myself not dreaming enough. Yeah. And for anybody who gets comfortable out there, I'm going to say that you, you have no more goals, no more dreams. And, and you want to you want to live in mom's basement, and you're fucking 25 and 35 years old, yeah. then good for you. No. Good for you. Wait if for that's your back. ambition, you enjoy yeah, it. You do, do what you can. can. You're going to get mommy's house when yeah. she passes away. There's people waiting on inheritances. Yeah. Okay? They, they don't have to work anymore. Exactly. Um, so what I've started doing, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of this, is I put myself in these situations, whether it's a financial hardship or a, a, a physical hardship. Like, dude... If, now I'm telling you, I get comfortable with how I look, yeah. and then I then I start looking at pictures of what I want to look like. I stop dreaming. I yeah. stop dream. I'm, I'm having a good time going out doing these things, and I'm uh, I, I'm working 15 hours instead of 16. I mean, that's one more hour that I could have been doing yeah. because I'm comfortable.
1: Exactly. No two things you brought up during that that I like what you said. You said you look at your competitors, and you, and you put yourself in a financial position that's the two things I love what you just said because I love looking at the other marketing companies around town and figuring out what are they doing? How can I do it better? Or how can I... don't mean it's a bad way if they hear. Whatever, dude. How can I take their clients from them and oh. how can I do it better? That's fucking business. Yeah, yeah. I it. Oh, I'm yeah. taking yeah. all the clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So there's some pride
0: here. There's, there's pride exactly. in that as well.
1: Exactly. Because if I can come in and I can get... Like, there's a company here, and we, we've talked about it before, that I took over. I'll just say, tip, I love Tipsy Taco. Tipsy Taco is one of our clients. They're a great franchise. Laz, Brian, and Tony, great owners. They have a great vision for the company. They're franchising. They're doing all types of crap. That I'm like, I want to get to that level, but I'm marketing their restaurant. I just see where they're at. I'm thinking, I want to get
0: there. Okay.
1: But also, looking at who was before them, before we came and did their marketing. And thinking, okay, what are they doing? How do they represent themselves to tipsy? Are they doing a good job? Are they having a good ROI? And how can I come in and say, I can do it better for a better price, better ROI, and know your customers better?
0: So you went after the client by... Looking at my competition. By researching the competition and who they, that they were. Absolutely. I like
1: definitely, it. Definitely. Because I think about this. I think about, at the end of the day, it's all about you know the, the money that comes in, yes. But It's also about making an impact. That's the biggest thing is if I can walk into a restaurant and know every employee, every server, every manager, every uh, um, um, bar back. That's going to help me when that 12 months comes up again, because I know the people in and out. I know (laughs) by name. Like, for instance, like Tipsy, there's a guy named Cole. He's the AGM over at Tipsy Taco on Pelham. Great guy. He plays golf competitively. He actually did a PGA Tour. Golf? Yeah, and all, you know what I did? I looked up as much golf terms as I could. When I come talk to them. Really? Absolutely. Can you play golf? No, absolutely not. Dude, let me tell you something real <laughs> quick. Damn I yeah. suck at golf. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this this, <laughs> this podcast today,
0: which is, what, the third, fourth? Today's the third, yeah, September 3rd. Um, I don't know. Go look at my Instagram stories because I went to the driving range for the did? first time
1: yesterday. What driving range?
0: Uh, right here is called... Shit, I don't know what it's called. It's right here in Spartanburg. Okay. It's okay. right across from 10 Star.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Dude,
0: I've never hit a ball in my life. Did you, did you do good? Sucked. Oh, Let me tell you the, something. The for,
1: like, talk about forming a gym to form a golf. Oh, man, it looks like... So embarrassing. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Gilmore...
0: There's nothing. I yeah, laughing at me. Really? Yeah. But I was so mad. I was so embarrassed. I'm hitting the ball. I'm about to throw my shoe at this kid. Yeah. This guy has huge
1: arms. Like, I just can't hit a tiny little, little, little ball. Yeah, I, I,
0: I was drinking. I was getting angry. I was getting frustrated. I was going to throw my club. I was going to leave with I about 100 balls. And I'm like, I'm staying here
1: until they're all gone. I left after 10. I'm done. Keep 90. I'm out. I'm sorry. You brought up golf, man. Right now, I'm like pissed off about it. Yeah. Anyway. But, but yeah. It's uh, like, like Learn. Learn. Who runs the business? Run who's the people behind the business. Build that, that cordial act. Find your so, weaknesses. Find your competitors' weaknesses yeah. and go after it. Exactly. And then the second thing is put yourself in a financial bind. I bought a computer yeah. that I did not want to buy. I had two Macs at home. Yeah. And I sold them to make even just one-sixth of the computer I just bought. So I bought a Surface Studio 2. It's a $4,300 computer. Nobody knows what this is. No, I'm but you can look it up. Surface Studio 2. It's a freaking massive okay. 37-inch thing. It's just one thing is perfect. I did not want to buy it because I did not want to put myself in a financial bind. Of you know, obviously I have money, The company has money, we're doing well, whatever. I mean, it's the same thing. But I didn't want to spend money where I could spend money on people, processes, learning new things, books, podcasts, whatever it is. But I put myself in a financial bind because I was going to crawl my way out of it. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to make forty. I was going to make eighty four hundred dollars if I bought this forty three hundred dollar So I'm going to double. I'm going to try to make a contract. I'm going to do this, do that. So then. I, I can afford that, I feel good about doing that, and now I don't feel crappy for making a financial, not hardship, but like a financial decision, if that makes sense. Oh, it? Did.
0: You put yourself in that position to grow. Exactly, yeah. Um, that's like if I wanted a, a new service truck or exactly. if I needed to yeah. buy a computer.
1: Yeah. But, um, but I think about, yeah, I think about your car out there, the GMC, right? Denali? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, True. How, how much does that cost? And it's like, okay, think about if you just like, say, for instance, I just want to go out and buy a $47, 47 Thousand dollar truck. So, okay, that's a lot of money. Seventy eight thousand. <laughs> See, double what I just said. See, that, that tells you I don't know anything about that GMC that Big nice car. So we're just saying. But think about it, that's. I mean, seventy eight thousand dollars for a truck. I think okay, I have to make that at least back, so I don't in, in, in the hole for a truck. Or hey, I want to try to make one hundred forty thousand, so I can have the truck, and I can go buy another truck if I want to. Like those type things. But but like you said, competitors and financial hardships. That's the thing that I took from what you just said is like, you know, hey, put yourself in financial aid because you have to crawl your way out. You have to fight your way out to say, I earned that. that yeah, but sense. before that comes,
0: you got to have goals and oh, dreams. Oh, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to have amb- ambition to do and, it. And like crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like... Uh, well, I, a, I don't know if we talked earlier before, but let's say no. I have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan, and an exit plan to get out of all this. Yeah. I, I have all that already done. So I'm, already, I'm already ready. If someone came to me in 10 years and said, you want to get out of this, you have to wait another 10 years. And, and then, gonna, then I want to get captured. You have to have the plan. Absolutely. You with have to the have goals the goals and the dreams. And what I'm saying is
0: that I don't, and this is personally because I get comfortable. I, I hate it, um, but I'm, I'm real comfortable Yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so yeah, that, that just means I'm not dreaming yeah. for things. And, and there's, there's things that I want personally that I can only achieve if I grow my business. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I
0: want goals for the business, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with pride uh also i like providing uh people opportunities where they can make
1: money money i really like giving
0: back that's my way of giving back absolutely uh i I love when my employees can buy a new house buy a new car go on vacation i I don't selfishly i like being able to provide that yeah yeah. that was something i didn't i didn't when, when i got into business i didn't know that that was gonna be a blessing that i would uh have uh but getting back to the comfortableness the I'm talking to the to the 30-year-old that's sitting in the mom's basement right now playing video games, asking for meatloaf and Hot Pockets. <laughs> I'm talking to him right now that the reason why he's sitting there uh, doing that is because he's comfortable. Yep. All right? His plan, his five-year plan, 10-year plan, 30-year plan. Wait for plan. his mom to die
1: so then he can take up the house and don't have to worry about
0: anything. And that's it. There's a lot of people like that. But I'm telling them right now, right to your face, you don't have big goals. You don't yeah. have big dreams. You don't have to – you're not wanting for anything. Um and that's that's where I go, man. I, I get I get I I get somewhere, and then I get comfortable. Yeah. That I, I'm not. I don't have my five, 10, 20 year plan. I've got. Oh, I kind of want to do this. I want to go to um, Africa. I want this kind of car. I want this, and I get it, and then I kind of yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Um. So I feel very guilty for that. I mean, we're we're just human nature, though. We we like. I think, that we do want to. We have goals. We have ambitions. Some people do like you know they, they want to complete college. That's their goal. I want to complete college. Is it okay? What what happens after college? No, no, no. Completing college is a lot of people's goals. Exactly. But then after that, what's their next goal? They don't have exactly. I am yeah. going to school. How many yeah. times do you hear that from people? Oh, oh, too much. I'm just I'm working here to get through school. To get through school. Okay. What happens after school? I'm gonna go try to find a job. Yeah. yeah. What's the? We a job right now. What's the crazy stat
0: on people who graduate college? 90 percent of them don't even actually use the degree.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad, my bro, my dad. My brother, mm-hmm. my, my whole family has degrees they didn't use. Actually I was just trying to run through a tally. None of them use any of their degrees. Yeah. Not one. My sister's a photographer. She's a great photographer. My brother and my dad do construction. My mom had a teaching degree. They don't use any of it. I'm just like, so you went to school, even though they went to like Greenville Tech, there's nothing wrong with that. They went to school, they have minimal minimal dues that to pay. But it's like, okay, you went to four, you went to school for four years and wasted all, all that four years. What could have you done 365 days times four to grow where you're at right now?
0: Mm. Well, I don't know that they would regret it because that's justifying...
1: What they did, you know, yeah. Experiences. So, I don't go travel.
0: Whatever. Um, <laughs> but we, we said all this. Yeah. And we're not talking down any kind no, of no, college no. education. No. Uh, if you know what you want to do, if your passion is teaching... And you want to go be a teacher? Absolutely, you need it. to go get your degree. Um, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor. There are certain things where you you need that degree. Absolutely, to definitely, definitely. And I don't I don't frown on anybody that gets a degree and doesn't use
1: no, it. No, it's you. great if you know what you want to do. That's great. It's, I'm talking about the ones that just go through school for the heck of it, having no clue what just they want. Parents they are paying for exactly. it. Or? Parents are paying for it. They're just going through the motions, just going through the motions. And it's like, okay, what are your ambitions in school or out of school? It's like I said, like when I, when I was in high school, I left high school and went straight to GNC to work. Or, hey, I would leave, you know, I'll leave, you know, fresh, I'll get out like 345 freshman freshman year and I'll go straight to Brewster's and then by junior year I was in, as a GNC. But it's like right after that, that was my ambition to do those things, like right afterwards, because I wanted to grow, have money, have, do things. I never went to freaking Spirit Week. I never went to football games. I never went to tennis tennis matches. Like just to go in free time, I'm either playing in them yep. or I'm going to work. Right. That's it. Either way, it's working both, both ways. Hmm.
0: I think a lot of it comes down to money, having financial
1: freedom, having Absolutely. freedom in
0: general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are other blessings that come with business ownership.
1: Um, yeah, there's, I mean, Like you said, there's the financial freedom and actually the time freedom. that You get the very end, the very beginning, you're putting it all, all into one basket. You're putting all your money into one basket and you put in all your free time in one basket. There's no, I'm going go to date night whenever I want to when you first start a company. There's no, hey, I want to go spend money. Just fruitlessly. I want to go. You know, I want to go out to eat when I'm starting a business. No, you eat peanut butter and jellies until you make the money to then go out to eat. If that makes sense. Ramen, ramen, ramen. noodles. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, that's um, that's the difference, man. And, and like I was saying before, I'm not
0: um, talking down or or um, I don't know. There's, there's business owners out there that were handed a business. There were other people yeah. that you know their their father helped them start something. Yeah. Um, I see I see a fair amount of that. Yeah. And I don't.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. At not right. at all. No,
0: no, no. I think what I'm connecting with you is that you, you're you doing it on your own.
1: Exactly, from scratch.
0: And I wrote down here, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying that this past week a lot because you, you, you were just talking about your competitor over here that's golfing, doing all this. If I needed a marketing company, I'm going to go to the guy who's going to do
1: whatever it takes. Yeah. You need to call me on Saturday? You can call me on Saturday. You need me on Sunday? Yeah. Not, it's not like, oh, you can reach me Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You would call me at 2 a.m. I am up on my computer. I'll put my headphones on and probably walk downstairs so my wife doesn't hear me. But other than that, we yeah. Other than that, we can talk.
0: See, that's that's the difference. So, um, I mean, I respect that a whole lot. You got to get that. No, you're good. Okay, our phones are ringing because we're business owners <laughs> and we Keep buzzing. We, we time this at. I mean, we're doing this at 12 o'clock, one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I no end of the week. No, it's like no it's man, awesome. I appreciate you coming out here, man. I know what you. I know what your schedule can look like. Um, and I'm looking at you got 36, 37 clients, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sure that was one of them. And you're a family man. Yep, dude. So again, you risked you risked a lot with little to no money. You had six months worth of savings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't have that. Yeah. No. And so. You had a lot of discipline to be able to do that. Well,
1: it it took, I mean, also it's the plan of knowing. Like, I I think about anybody that's, you know, listening to this right now. They might work at, you know, Brewster's. They might work at a gym. They might work, they they might be doing whatever they want. Whatever industry you're in that you're working at, take a little and just save it for rainy days. It it doesn't have to be starting your own company. It could be like, hey, say, you know, say your parents lose the house. There's a lot of evictions going out right now because people can't pay because they're out of jobs. Like, you know, have a rainy day fund. For days that you think, okay, maybe I can't make my car payment. Maybe something happens. Maybe I need this. Just like that, that safe fund, if that makes sense. I just used my safe fund to start a company because I knew, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to eat, sleep, breathe this. You worked it's until me. you figured out your passion. Absolutely. And then you, you, you were saving. Definitely, this. definitely. Don't just sit totally with them thinking, "What do I want to do?" and not be working. Yeah. What Work, do do something? Make some type of hourly wage. But, I mean, I don't care. I did, I did UFC gym, and then I did security at night downtown. Okay. And that was my secondary income, not because I wanted to be up till 2, 3 a.m. in the morning kicking drunks out of a bar. Yeah. It's like, hey, I can make money here, salary. Then, three days a week, I can make an extra $120 a night. Mm-hmm. Did I want to be up that late? No. Did I want to go back at work at 9 a.m. in the morning after going to bed at 3.30? No. When did That's, you start, Ghost? Uh, I started, well... Viking? Viking, I started in 2018. No, no. How old were you? I was
0: 23. 23 years old. Um, all right, so you got into the job market... And you figured out what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. and you went after it and started a business at, at 23. Mm-hmm. We're 26 now, and you have 37 clients. Um, that is, there's something to be said about that. And I'm looking at the names of all these clients here, and it's a, it's a good – I'll call it a good start because I think I know where you want to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm all about local. Work local on your backyard.
0: On your, you have to.
1: own your backyard. After you're in your backyard, then you can branch out. I'm not here to try to do – to try to work with companies in Georgia or North Carolina yet, I want to own Greenville, then own yeah, get so good, have, then own South Carolina, get good then that. go outside of that. Hmm. Wow, um,
0: I'm saying all this. I've heard a lot of people. I'm trying to dissect it for you. Yeah, yeah. Give everybody the dichotomy of true of of the breed of person yeah. that
1: you we are. Well, there has to be made, I think by one thing we're talking about, I want to stress something to someone, it's like sacrifice. You talked about, I don't think we really, sacrifice we didn't risk. touch too much on it. One well, yeah, risk, sacrifice. Sac- you're going to have to sacrifice your free time. You're going to have to sacrifice, you know, going out with friends. You're going to have to sacrifice drinks. You're going to have to sacrifice all this stuff. That, date nights. Yeah, date, all this stuff. You're going to have your partners, your, your girlfriends, your, your, your guy friends, whatever it is. Whatever you're into. You're going to have to sacrifice it, yeah. Whatever you're into. If it's going out with the boys on Saturday night and chilling at a bar and trying to pick up chicks, yeah. you have to sacrifice it. If you're going to want to sit there and, you know, we're, we're going to go into video games here in a If you want to yeah, if, if sit down and play video games all day on Saturday, you're going to have to sacrifice Put the fucking games down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the biggest thing with it is, like, you have to understand the sacrifice that come with business and trying to grow your own brand or try to grow even a company like, like when I was at UFC gym. Eat, sleep, and breathe it. It was not my company, but I did it. At the end of the day, I made a name for myself at UFC Gym. People still comment on my YouTube channel asking me to come to UFC Gym. But yet, I haven't been at UFC Gym for three years. Huh. So it's like eat, sleep, and breathe. So sacrifice you have to make to make an impact. You're going to have to sacrifice almost everything. Some I've gotten, and I'll tell John this right now. He knows from looking at me. I've gotten my fattest over the past three years. I'm being completely honest. You're pretty fat, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to show good I, I, I have gotten, I've gotten I've, I'm at 256 pounds. I want to get back down to 230. I have 20 pounds to lose. I know I do. But I had to sacrifice, sometimes my diet, I had to sacrifice, sometimes the gym. I'm not saying that bad, but there is an anchor point there. But I had to sacrifice doing that because I needed to get some stuff done for clients. If it's going to go take photos, if it's going to go take videos, if it's going to do graphics. Yeah. It's to be built. I had to build a website overnight because my website guy messed up and I had to fire him. So I had to learn a website. I had to learn WordPress, HTML, overnight. That's tough shit. And turn it around at 9 a.m. in the morning. So I started at that thing at like 10 o'clock. I'm pointing pointing to uh, I got written down, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, dude. Yeah, and I said, I had to sacrifice sleep. I had a sacrifice you know, I had to sacrifice so much stuff to satisfy clients to satisfy this just to get my company works out today. So I'm just telling people, you're gonna have to make sacrifices and your sacrifices won't look like mine, but you're gonna have to make some type of sacrifice to get in the game, get in the pond and try to take over the big fishes.
0: Alright, so six, seven months, man, what kept you going when you thought, hell, this can
1: all fall apart? <sighs> what kept you going? What, when you wake up, what was your like, I gotta be on? Well, it was truly like Scared. I think not Scared was one. Yes, absolutely. Scared, I have to make money. And then I think the biggest thing, I had my wife in my corner. I'm going to be completely honest. She encouraged me a lot through it um, because she believed in me. She knew my work ethic. She knew how much energy I had. She knew what I could do. She saw my potential. Yeah, support. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like she helped me keep pushing me out the door because there's some days I said, I can't do this. I can't. I got to give up. I can't. There's no more. I can't give any more energy. I can't keep on giving out free stuff and not making money. Um and she pushed me that way but also it was hey i want to make impact i want to change the industry i'm probably one of the first marketing firms to do everything remote all my guys we do not have a home office we do not have a brick and mortar we're one of the first marketing firms to do everything remote all my guys work from their home they work in their pjs Unless we meet a client, then obviously we're dressed up. But, in that, no, but yeah, it's like, hey, I don't have to pay $4,700 a month for uh, overhead. Yeah. I don't have to pay for all these unnecessary hours of people twirling their thumps. They have projects. They have to get them done at a certain time frame, just like anything else.
0: Manage the expectation of the exactly. exactly. Get your job done.
1: Definitely. And so that's the biggest thing is like, you know, it is scared, but also I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew how I wanted to change the industry, and I, yeah, I had a passion for it. And, and so I think the thing that kept me going every day is, like, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. Right. I'm going to do so much that people are going to know my name and know what I'm associated with. Well, let's be with. honest. That's called ego. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that can work ego. in a good way In a bad way. Yeah. In a bad way. I yeah. get
0: it. I do think it, there's some good ego. Yeah. You got, it. you got to have it, I think, in a business thing. Um, so it was six, seven months there,
1: man. You had her in the corner. I'm sure you listened uh, to podcasts. Books, podcasts. Anything I get my hands on that got me motivation.
0: Alright, here's what I'm going to tell you My last podcast I talked about my anchors And when I started the business I did this without even thinking about it And now that I look back on it It's what kept me going yep. And I want you to comment on what you think about Actually, this definitely,
1: yeah. But the first
0: day I started my business That morning I woke up And I went to the gym and I signed up Yep. And I started going back to the gym Physically fit And I haven't, haven't stopped going Yeah. Uh, not only that, I uh, I think I prayed more You know, I was leaning on God a lot more. So, that spiritual aspect. Um, Podcast, YouTube motivational stuff, Andy Versella, Jocko Willing, Gary Vee, all these guys. No, I never bought into anybody's programs like Grant Cardone. (laughs) Money,
1: money, money, TEDx. I don't buy anybody's (laughs) programs because
0: that's you're, you're funny.
1: That's the same thing. You're 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 getting just little information. You're paying yeah. money for it. Yep. Yeah, 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 I can do the same thing <laughs> yeah. buy, my, buy my program. It's not yeah. a scam because you're getting something.
0: But I feel like you got there's so much free information out here Absolutely. for education. Don't Definitely. buy into shit yeah. like that. God bless you, Grant. You're doing great. But yeah. people buying into your shit is I just feel like they're looking for an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they need. I'm possibly. not gonna
1: spend 10k to meet with you in person. No, hell hey, yeah. Just... I can I'll buy you I can buy your better, Grant. I'll g- give me 10 grand. I'll let you meet me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I see All right physical spiritual my personal uh and professional development like the podcast all Mm -hmm. that and the last one in the past two years i've told you about is helping others absolutely and i do i do that without thinking now and and selfishly it makes me feel good yeah and if i can do all these four things i feel like i can accomplish anything i can i can get through anything um whatever whatever's going on whatever turmoil whatever good as long as i do these things on a daily basis i don't fall into a depression i don't fall into any kind of complacency other than being comfortable. Yeah. But if, you, if you're doing these things like the personal development and having mentors and things like that, yeah. you know, we're, the mentors and the people in your life that are going to support you, like your wife, you're going to push for goals. Absolutely. So I feel like I'm not doing something right here to combat my comfortableness.
1: Yeah. But, so. you're, but you're doing great. I mean, I think about the gym. I love the gym. I love the gym just as much as you do. I wish I could go more, I'm just busy half the time. But you have to keep your mental sharp, your body sharp. I think about this. You are people always have first impressions of people. I think about that too. Okay. Is this sort of a it's a double-edged sword that I love? Because yeah. you're gonna look good as you're going to the gym. That's the first thing you're committed to go to the gym. Change your body, change your mindset. Get yourself out of the place of being at home all the time or the office all the time or doing you know, that. Yes. And and keep your mind sharp and focused on a goal of either transforming your body, mentally doing something, feeling good, that cortisol, that placebo effect that hey right. I gotta work out in, help your health. Even think about this. If you're if you have your anchors, think about this. You're going to the gym to obviously keep yourself healthy, but also be be a role model for your kids, be a role model for your wife, be a role model for your employees. It's just because I feel like if you can release that stress, release that not frustration, I should yeah. say, but all that stuff in a gym or even just you know, go to the gym to feel better, get away from stuff. Like you said, spiritual or meditation, those, those, I feel like play hand-in-hand hand at times. Sometimes the gym is your second home. It's your home away from home. It's a place where you know yourself. They can get into the zone. They can just focus on just you versus worrying about everything else that comes into play with it.
0: Yeah, and I wish I could just put my phone down. On my oh, don't. don't yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> well, you're helping others. You're inspiring yeah. others. Yeah. You're doing all that. So these four
1: anchors, man, what do, you,
0: what do you think about that?
1: I love that. No, I love it. I, I try to do the meditation factor. It's yeah. hard. Super hard. Yeah. They oh just to goodness. sit there and be still. God. Think about it. Think about no. doing that right now. Just, no. uh, I think got want to move. I want to move.
0: There, there's no. only so many places we can go and actually be quiet. Exactly. Without the phone. And I'm guilty of this. You're going to laugh. But uh, my shower.
1: Yeah. Dude, is I you, got a tankless water uh, here. It, but I
0: just. not I, I mean, it's my thinking spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sit there forever. But. I am guilty of having my phone in the shower. You know what I had
1: done? No. I bought a, a classic iPod. Classic. Old school. Old school. To go to the gym with. Mm-hmm. Good for you, yeah, man. And you have to keep your phone that's why sometimes people are pissed at me like, you gotta answer your phone. I'm like, I was at the gym, I'm sorry, I'll get yeah. back to an hour and a half to two hours. But I'll go in there with just music, plug my iPod in. I can't I can't sit down and go on Facebook, can't look at Twitter, I can't get a email notification. As you know, you get emails, you get phone calls, you get texts, you get notifications, it could be anything you're like, you get distracted so easily iPod, click, shuffle songs. You don't, I wouldn't even say, look at the music. Just let it play. Whatever it is and get yeah, that's coming to you. That's interesting. And just go with it. You got a I just, classic iPod. That's cool. yeah
0: might have to do that. Yeah.
1: It, it just, it takes all the distractions away and go from there. So that, that's what my meditation, honestly. That's your meditation? Mm-hmm. Your quiet time? Because mm-hmm. what I'll actually t- show you right now, what I have, I'll show, I know y'all can't, y'all can't see this. My recent, what does that say at the very top? Mozart? I will literally, all I'll play is just Mozart. You work out to Mozart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I work with Mozart. I, li- I, I work in my office in Mozart. It's not like I a cover band for Slipknot or anything? No, <laughs> no, no, I will really listen to classical music just to sit there and, because I can think. All this other stuff without the words, I'm thinking about what they're saying. Yeah. i think about this. So this, there's no words. So you don't work out to WAP? I, no not WAP no, <laughs> heck, no. <laughs> heck no heck no heck <laughs> no I think my wife would uh, kill me it uh, worked out to my wife <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but <laughs> no I mean like something, I will listen to you know Rob Bailey and the Hustle Stand. I listen to some of the some some stuff, but sometimes I just need this to dissect. Or when I'm driving somewhere, like I said, I listen to podcasts while you're driving. A thirty minute podcast. While you're podcast?
0: Whose podcast do you listen to? Uh,
1: I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I've not listened to podcasts in like the last like two months. Okay. I've been more doing like the music, or I've been reading my books or my audio books. Like favorite I've been, book. Favorite book right now is um, probably everything is uh, no, hope is fucked by Mark Manson. By Mark Manson. Yeah, he has two books: the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. I say that, and then then hope is fucked. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what my, my book is inspirational for. I, I got you, so, I got you. But wow. it's because he, talk, he talks about, he's like, you know, he talks about, you know, the, the hope in, in business. You, it's like motivation. Motivation yeah. dies. Hope sometimes dies. How can I hope to get to get where I need to be? It's stress, all that stuff. Like you just screw it. Screw hope. Screw motivation because they all will die. It's like, you know, go to a seminar. We talked about Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Tony Robbins. People <laughs> go to these seminars for three days. They get hype. It's oh, all hype. Dead. It's all hype. And then three days later, it's gone. It's done. There, there's no more, like, oh, my gosh, you know, hey, you know. I, I, it just, motivation dies, hope dies. You need to have your passion. Your passion which will, will sustain you in the long run. It will. Passion, motivation,
0: dedication, discipline. Yeah. Um, dude, I want to fight you. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. yeah. You ready? This man plays video games. Oh, I do. I do. I play
1: video games, dude. I am so. Call of it Warfare, Warzone, baby. Talk about
0: it, dude. Talk about me up, go CEO. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying right now. I'm so mad because I can't find anything that I really cannot find anything that is productive about a freaking video game, and they got such a bad, you got uh, such a bad stigma on video games. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I've got such a bad stigma on video games, and when I talk about owning a business and getting
1: shit done, dude,
0: video games are the last it thing it on my mind. Sucks it sucks,
1: sucks you in. It will, it will suck you in for hours on end. Absolutely. Video games will. That, that's the issue with video games, is, is you have people that start playing them, but then they'll, they'll play them all day, every day, for hours on end, never leave their room. How window. much do you play? How much you play? I probably play an hour and a half, two hours, probably. A day? No. Oh, heck no. You think I got that much time? No. I'll play, I'll play 30 minutes a day if I have to. Just, just to get myself away from my computer, away. Just, I, because what I used to do, and I'll tell you what I used to do, is I used to sit there and actually. Hold on, one second. Yeah. I got a phone call. This guy's got a baby deer. and I'm gonna
0: probably adopt it. Let me see. Let me take this phone call. Tony Egan. What's up, dude? You are live on a podcast right now, <laughs> bud. And I stopped because I seen that picture of that baby deer. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the guy said he called the FWC. And they might be involved, but if not, you can have it. Let me know what they say. Um, I've done this twice. I know what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I heard. I know. I, I, that's what I told them. So uh, you're first in line, dude. If uh, you can have it, if FWC doesn't want it, it's yours. Let me know. I'm only nine hours away, but I'll hop in the truck in about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll figure it out, man. I'm glad to be on this uh,
1: podcast
0: man thanks for having me you're welcome bud we'll see you down here coaching
1: football in florida
0: man i'm gonna have you on coach egan we got we got coach egan on the phone here not many people know who that is but um we'll have you on one day all right sounds good buddy see you bye how's it going all right so to to get y'all up to date he just sent me a picture of a of a baby deer mom got hit by a car and uh I have fostered a couple baby deer before and, and release them, and
1: nice.
0: um, I don't want uh, that deer to pass. As, yeah, I, yeah. I, as an avid hunter, I do still take care of the animals. True, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the video game thing. Bro. Yeah, video
1: game. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll play as a, as a distraction, just like anything else. Um, the biggest thing, I mean, I think, what well, I used to do, I used to actually watch one episode of Family Guy when I got home from work okay. at GNC or UFC okay. gym and then my guy, I, I, I call it my dissection I had to sit there and either feel stupid or just do something that's not work related that's what I use video games for I use video games for an outlet just, yes. to, just to stop okay. for a second and get out of the zone that. but not like hours days stay in a basement for three days and don't come out and look like a freaking mess absolutely so, not I mean, alright it's to get away, and we have to do that. somehow, some way. That's why sometimes we say the gym's a good outlet. So yes, I don't play. I don't play video games every day. The gym will be my outlet five days. I'm, I'm attacking I'm, those who play
0: video games every day that, are, yeah. that are avoiding their girlfriends, oh, wives, so. kids. Lock the door, put their headset on because the squad's on.
1: Well, I'll tell you this: I don't play with anybody. I play solos. Play solos. What, what that truly means is I don't have people I jump on with and play because what happens is true gamers that play, you know, think about like Facebook gaming, think about you know, Twitch, think about all these people that are playing, huh? they play for eight hours a day. I'm thinking, I can't I can't sit in front of a TV for eight hours a day or, or a monitor for eight hours a day. They playing video games for eight hours straight. Yes, yes. And eight hours a day, five days a week. That's a whole job. Forty-five hours a week of playing video games. Like, I understand there's, there's money to be made and everything, but at the end of the day, after you stop playing video games... What's gonna what's gonna make money for? It? Dude, that's if you consistently do it or you don't make money.
0: That's where I'm at about it's it. it. It's not gonna bring you any money, it's not gonna help you get anywhere. Um so if you're paying playing eight hours, if you're playing an hour, two hours every night, I think gosh, yeah. man,
1: I think you're a loser, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well I said it.
1: Like I said, I think it's sometimes an outlet. Um just to get away from what you're doing, feel stupid or dissect for a second.
0: What do you say to the 30-year-old out there right now that's that's living in his mom's house playing fucking video you games?
1: Don't have it. Sell your, get your mom to sell your PlayStation so you can't do anything and you have to go outside and see the sun. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. I'm well as heck because I don't see the sun, but that's because I work on a computer all day.
0: What do you say to the 35-year-old that has a family that's ignoring his wife because he's got the squad online? The squad. 35-year-old squad online. You there's squad there's online. the issue
1: with that. <laughs> Uh, Where do they play? Halo, Call of Duty. No, Call Halo, Duty. yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, Halo, Halo, Halo's, Halo's gone now. I'll tell you that. Is it? Yeah, well, it's not gone, but it's not. Little brother's push. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's how I know that. Um, but I mean, like, I understand like to use it to dissect, to get away. Just like you know, sometimes people you know they go out, they go out, just go get a beer, just to, instead of drinking water or you know soda every single freaking week, they go get a beer because it tastes different. Same thing. Yeah. I'll get away from my monitor and my work just to play a video game for for just a little bit, just to sort of dissect. But then, trigger split. I gotta get back to real life. I gotta get back to my wife. I gotta get back to work. I gotta get back to my my daughter. I gotta get back to all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I like to hunt
0: and fish and do those sort of things. But uh, I'm providing meat as well as my my outlet. Definitely, definitely. And to be brutally honest, though, I'm taking my phone. I'm working from the stand. Absolutely. uh, Scrolling through Instagram, whatever, on in the stand. So I think
1: uh, someone calls me on plan. You shut that shit down. That's right. And in a heartbeat. I don't think oh, I'll call them back. No, that game's done. You're gone. Turn off PlayStation, turn it off, answer the phone call, get back to work. All right, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, we sorry. all have businesses. Well, we both have businesses
0: to run, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you.
0: I hope this helps people. Um, if anybody has any questions, Britton Briley, His name of his company, again, is Ghost. How can Ghost
1: they marketing. find you? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Go to our website, www.ghostmarketing.org. Ghostmarketing.org. Yeah, very In- simple. Instagram if you
0: want to see all two hundred fifty pounds of this man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, here soon you'll see me at two
1: thirty. So it's gonna take some time, but I'll make my yeah, my priority straight. So uh, all right,
0: just scrolling these notes real quick. I think we've covered everything we needed to cover, um, your podcast, the people, and um, again, man, I really appreciate, appreciate you coming oh, to do this. No. Let's uh let's go hit the gym up. Definitely deal, I'm all for <laughs> it.
1: Hey, crush fitness. Put, put a little crush, crush fitness. Fitness, on. A little <laughs> fitness. All right. We'll see you all next Thank time, guys.